Welcome to Brightly You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry, so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Hey, Amy. Oh, hey, Tracy. <laughs> that was a deep sigh. <laughs> What's going on, friend? <laughs> well, you know, um, we did just record the other episode, but it is funny. It's so funny and synchronistic and a little magical how these episodes move together. Yeah, we... We planned this year a full year in advance. I think last year we did it by quarter to half mm-hmm. year, but depending on what was going on, we were really flexible and we changed and added and moved stuff around. And we planned a whole arc of conversation this year um, with kind of a, a common theme or inspiration. And we haven't really deviated from it. And mm-hmm it's blending in ways that I and layering on top of each other in ways that I hadn't anticipated or expected. No, it's been, um, I I know like in our little opener, we talk about, you know, sharing our experiences and what we're going through and, you know, unlike a lot of other self-development and philosophy podcasts or whatever we're labeled under, a lot of these people are either I've done it and here's how you should do it. And here's how to be successful or they read somebody else's book and they're like, I read it. So you didn't have to, which I don't understand. I always tell you to go read the book. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone else wrote it, not me. Well, and but, honestly, we all get something different out of it. Right. Well, And a, and a lot of podcasts <laughs> are just so results driven and you and I we're kind of doing this in real time. Yeah. Um, and so I, I appreciate the conversation I have with you. And I really love hearing the feedback from the people we know and, and don't know, but that listen to the show and give us feedback on it. Um, to kind of get a sense that a lot of other people are going through these things too. Mm -hmm. And in our last episode on transformation, um, you had brought up at the end of the show an interview from a couple of years ago and some things that this, the woman had been successful in and what kind of spurred her to do um, uh, some of the inspired, some of the things that she was working on. And it just made me realize that we're all in a period of transformation right now, whether we want to or not. And I think it kind of causes cognitive dissonance um, when society changes and it breaks up our worldview. If we're not open to change, if we're not ready to change. Wow. That's a really good point. And I think that's why, how you also get like wildly different aspects and perspectives is because some people, they literally, like you said, the, 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 dissident what yes where you are like literally I'm not seeing it does not it does Does not compute compute. if I were to accept this thing as a new truth everything else I believe is now false as well right danger will Robinson danger will Robinson I can empathize with those people who are refusing to change and transform but culturally and societally we have had so much happen in the past few years 
And there's a lot of people that keep saying, you know, expecting it to go back to normal and that normal (laughs) cannot possibly exist anymore. And people are talking about new normals. It's too soon to have an established new societal normal. We're still changing. We're still calibrating. Um, Another really good point. Thank you for that. There is no new normal. It's too soon. And and we might have it, but you know, so often normal isn't necessarily normal. It's just status quo. And I used to, yeah, I think the change that we're going through right now, that technology and and our connection to one another and our connection to information is really highlighting. We don't need a status quo to survive as a culture or a civilization or a globe, uh, a global civilization. We, Mm -hmm. we have these worldwide perspectives. We, we can really personalize what we have in our lives and and what we do and where we go. We no longer need a majority or even the prior majority was never really the majority for a while now. Right. Um, Right. we're, We're recognizing the diversity that exists and the different viewpoints that come with it. And so for transformation, it's just, we're all going through our own individual personal transformations, whether we know it or not. Um, all the time. And then couple that with transformations we're being forced into both around us and in us. And it's, you had asked how I was doing with transformation. And I've been wondering for a while, like what's next, like just waiting for the shoe to drop kind of, kind of a feeling that I feel this precipice of change building in my life. And I've been making space, making space and feeling lazy for not being more forceful with it and more proactive and more my normal, like just make it happen self. Cause I, I can tell something big is changing and, and I don't know what it is. So I can't prepare for it. And someone said the other day, patience isn't waiting. And I said, Oh shit, I've just been waiting. I haven't been patient. Ah. Patience is a verb. Like patience is an action that you can do. It doesn't feel like it. Cause if you're not doing it right, it does just feel like waiting. Thank you for that. Because some people, even, even a dictionary will say patience is a noun and I don't believe it's a noun either. I believe it is a verb. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that, that, I, was, I mean, I just talked for like six I minutes mean, and 37 no, seconds. <laughs> but I don't, I didn't even have that in the notes, but I had noticed that, that they describe patience as a noun. And I thought that doesn't seem right to me because it feels like an active event inside of me when I am active uh, because I believe I am actively patient. (laughs) A a noun is a person, place, or a thing. A verb is an action. An Mm -hmm. adverb describes a verb. and an adjective describes a noun. So patience could almost be like an adjective in a way. That is a very patient person. They have patience, but apparently having patience is a noun. You can but have I, it, but you can also be it. Yes, yes. But I'm agreeing with you 100%. And I also think you are. you can actively be patient and do actions that are either creating patience or displaying patience. Cause I feel like people who have moments or acts of patience or they have patience, it's kind of the same, same reason why I don't like the word tolerate because at its core, like that's the most you can do is just tolerate something. That's not really an action. That's kind of a, it's so, been forced upon you and you're just not being a dick about it. Like that's yes. not. And the funny thing 
is that makes more sense to me. The, um, because the explanation for patients that is just like ridiculous, it sounds more like tolerate, um, the quality of being patient as the bearing of provocation, annoyance, misfortune, or pain without complaint. What that, what no loss of temper, irritation, just second. Um, when confronted with delay to have patience with a slow learner. Are you kidding me? And then this other one was like, it's like waiting for a pie to cool before eating it. That's you're just, I agree with you. It does feel more like tolerating patience to me is more like this. I have grace for the things that are happening around me and the people that are around me, and they also do not affect me. And I am my own person. And so what they're doing is that it's their business. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to patience, there's going to be low vibe ways to display it and high vibe ways. Yeah. So the low vibe way is I'm going to wait through this politely as an adult because it would look bad if I didn't, or <laughs> it would cause conflict in my life if I didn't. Yeah. And then I loved how you said the high vibe to me is what we talk a lot about having grace for yeah. a person, place or a thing or a situation. Yeah. And to me, you know, that higher vibe state is more a character trait to me. Being a patient person is a character trait versus mm-hmm. I have patience which that sounds like something you could lose. You could drop real quick. <laughs> if you have it, you can let it go. <laughs> I think that, that I, th- I almost feel like there could be like a deep rooted patience and then sort of this other patience that you can lose quickly with like the child who won't put their shoe on and they're doing it on purpose. And then sometimes it, you do sort of have to lose your patience a little tiny bit sometimes to be like, okay, we're leaving but- now. Okay. Well, here's, (laughs) here's something, you know, they don't teach you this about patience. You aren't, you're just kind of told to be patient. I don't think anybody really (laughs) teaches you how the how, right. Yeah. It's only when you witness it being demonstrated or you're like, Oh, wow. I just, I don't have the grace she does or the patience she has. Don't know how she does it. But for me, like when I used to work, um, with little, little toddlers with autism. So, two years old already, you know, the regular developmental things that can cause adults a lot of strife in life. But then you add on to it, all the difficulties of, of having autism, you know, many of them were nonverbal, had a lot of sensory issues. So they had bigger emotions and experiences with processing what's going on around us. Yeah. And they taught us what for when I was working with them, what is the purpose of what we're doing? What is the outcome we're going through? Is it to paint the picture? Are we looking for a picture to hang on our wall? Or is it the the process and the experience of getting, of doing the picture or of doing the event, right? And so for some things like, you know, you just got to put your shoes on and go to the grocery store. Right. So for the adult, we have a task we have to complete. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so absolutely. It, it's really easy to lose your patience because it seems so simple, but for the kid, their outcome, that's not their errand, right? <laughs> They're just, they want to know how to tie their shoe. Damn it. Like <laughs> they want to do it and they want to do it themselves. 
And so it's just so many different ways to look at the situations you're in and who's having patience for what I just, uh, I don't. Okay. I have a question though, for you, not, not, and not the one that I wrote in the show notes. Well, I have an answer for that one. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm asking you a different one. How patient with you are yourself with where you are in your life? You took that from my answer, didn't you? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I had typed in the notes. Can you be patient with yourself? Oh, is, I didn't even look at me. I'm like, this. Seem like an oxymoron to, to hold patience with yourself or not. Like, it's kind of like what I say all the time, that statement I told myself, like, who's telling who what? And see, I actually disagree because I tell myself things all the time. And then I oh, answer no, I myself know, but too. Like, who's in charge? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so are you saying you don't think you can be patient with yourself or are you saying that that just oh, doesn't I think make it, sense to you? Uh, both. <laughs> it's both the existential. So like, I think you need to have patience with yourself, but that whole concept of, can you be patient with yourself? Can you talk to yourself? Can you tell yourself things? Who's telling who, what, like, why aren't you just it? You're so funny. So <laughs> I, I need so, to go <laughs> because I think that literally we just were talking about this. There's so many times that I will say that I do use like the Jen Sincero uh, quote that she talked about in her book, when you're dealing, when you're trying to deal with yourself with, when you think you've done something wrong, or you're looking at other people, you just picture yourself or them as little bunnies and you're just doing the best you can. And so it's just like, I'm just a little bunny doing the best I can. And I think that once again, if you can hold grace for other people that you should hold grace for yourself. The reason why this seemed so interesting to me, this patience is because of the transformation piece. And do we get impatient with the transformation not happening fast enough or the way we thought it would happen? And I, so to me, it's not about, again, like having patience with yourself feels more like that low vibe form of patience that I talked about where you could drop it. Right. And to really, what about having patience with your life where it's at? Right. But so to really, truly have patience with yourself, it has to be embodied as a characteristic and a, a way of being and thinking that you already. So instead of having patience with yourself, you just are patience in you. It's just already built in. So we've talked a lot Mm -hmm. about like changing your perspective, you know, different, different things Mm -hmm. like that. And so for me, when I define patients or like people who are patient people, what does that look like to me? The people that I, I, you know, I I used to say, I have nearly uh, an unlimited source of patience, but for the select few of individuals in this world, once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> but there are some people who oh. have completed it okay. um, pretty impressively. And so when I kind of like looked at like, why, why is that? And why, you know, why do these people challenge you? And when I look at the people who seem to just truly embody that grace that we talk about, mm-hmm. I see that higher vibe of just being patient versus having patience is you have a lack of expectations 
you're open, you have flow, flexibility, ease, comfort, and you're not time bound. And a lot of times when, when we're calling on ourselves to be patient, it's about other people's needs versus our own and allowing other people's needs to be put up front. And so to be patient with yourself, I feel like you're ignoring your true needs for what you think you need. Okay. Talk more about that. Ignoring your true needs, because I do have a question in here later about like, are, is it your patience or, or is it your impatience or is it someone else's impatience, you know, on top of you? So does someone else, are you sort of embodying someone else's impatience about where you should be right now? Oh or, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, so what was your question? I can't remember. <laughs> well, so around the needs thing, I think it's where we were going. Um, to me, if I'm finding the need to be patient with myself or patient with my life, I'm feeling impatient about something. So I'm glad you brought that up. And so if I were to reflect, you know, there's two Tracy's in that scenario, the one who's doing stuff (laughs) and the one who's upset about what is or isn't being done. Right. And so like, that's that reconciliation that I feel like has to occur where there's clearly something I think I should be doing, but if I'm not doing it, why aren't I doing that? What need is that lack of action or a different action fulfilling? Yes. And I think we always talk about that. It's a good question. It's like, is this something that maybe I shouldn't be pursuing anymore, or it's no longer a goal, or is that why I'm not doing it? Yeah. So for when I get impatient or find I need to be patient, um, with myself, it's because there's a side of me that has this expectation and this expedited timeline. And there's the Tracy who's overwhelmed and just needs a night on the couch watching F boy Island (laughs) and eating snacks and watching TikTok and just completely shutting down. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, time is ticking. It's Thursday. What are you doing with your life? Let's go, let's go, let's go. And there's this other part of me that's like, this is life. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And you have to, I mean, I don't know. It's so weird. I'm not patient with myself. I'm not. It's why I have a podcast on personal development. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to read this thing. And also I want to comment on what you just said about one Tracy is saying this and another Tracy is saying that. Oh, I was, I told myself, Who's telling who? And apparently you have two. There's a third one that's just watching all this and shaking her head. (laughs) Well, that's, that's your higher self. (laughs) That's who that is. (laughs) So I get um, notes from the universe. Mike Dooley uh, sends these daily and they're called notes from the universe. And um, sometimes they're just brilliant. I, I love getting them. They, they typically you know, lighten my mood for the day. But this one was on impatience and he writes, or the universe writes, impatience is a sign of hurrying. Hurrying is a sign of worrying. Worrying is a sign of fear. And fear is a sign, Amy, that someone has temporarily forgotten that it's never too late to change their thoughts. Now, granted, 
the whole thing with notes from the universe is thoughts are things, right? And so your thoughts create your world. What I thought was interesting is that he went from impatience to fear. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. And so I feel like that is sort of a little trigger. Uh, I don't know if it is for you, but for me, it was like, oh, what am I afraid of? Like, what is this? What is it? Is it just a fear of not accomplishing this thing? Or is it a much deeper fear of something that is like, if I don't do this, I am an unlovable person or, you know, something like that. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that also, that just makes me think of the transformation episode too, then. And how much of the time are we calling in or trying to force a transformation because we're afraid of what's going to happen if we don't. Mic drop. Yep. And it's yeah. just. Which honestly, if you did call forth that tra transformation out of fear, I don't believe it would stick. I think true, true patience in life, you know, when you look at the lifespan birth to, you know, mm -hmm. birth to a hundred years old, all that, um, it's, it goes back to that quote from Mike Bergeron that I bring up all the time of happiness does not lie on the other side of achievement mm -hmm. and that it's, it's the process. And so much of the culture we both grew up in American culture, middle-class mm -hmm. suburban culture, it's about what you're completing. It's about the end product. It's about what you're doing. And, and as soon as you're done, you don't productivity need to what's next. Yeah. Yep. It's all you about productivity. Yes. So um, I feel like that's a huge part of being patient with yourself and, and holding patience with your life or, or having that character of patience is removing the productivity from the overarching theme of your life. Well said. That's, that's hard to do. It is hard to do because it's baked into us, right? It it's, it's hard, but it does. I, something came to me today. I, I don't know what I was doing, probably just, you know, thinking about this and writing notes and, and, and I wrote it in the show notes. And so I didn't get this from anyone else. I don't think because it just popped into my head and it was impatience robs you of the sweetness of life. Mm. And I do believe that because I believe when we're impatient and hurrying and rushing, that we're not, of course, we're not in the moment when we're trying to be productive all the time. Again, we've taken ourselves out of where we are right now in the here and now, because productivity is all about the end product, mm -hmm. right? It's after, it's the after you're done with something. And so I believe that when you can just sort of embody patience, you're more open to the magic and the sweetness of life. And if you have a problem, not a problem, but if you feel like you are impatient a lot, like I don't think of you as impatient out in the world. 
I'm maybe not, with yourself, but not out I, in the world. I try really hard to be, it's a, it's a value of mine. So I guess yes. again, going back to, I'm not trying to have it. I'm, I am trying to just embody it, embody it. I, um, because and, it's, it's a much more enjoyable life to be honest. And, and I've been calling it grace. That's one of my top 10 values that I crafted mm-hmm. for myself. And to me, it's like a subset of that or a key component. Agreed. Thank you for noticing that. Cause I have in the past 10 years, tried to cultivate that. Yes. But I really want to hit on something that you said that it's a much, and I can't remember if you said happier life or a better life when you are patient, because you're not impatience. Just think about that feeling like you're shoulders rise and like just that stress level of impatience overtakes everything. And when you can embody patience, your day goes so much smoother, even as things come up. I will it just say, going back to our boundaries episode, though, something you yeah. said, though, made me think about. So sometimes when you're impatient, so a lot of patience is a is a balancing of someone else's needs and your own, right? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's with technology, right? Like technology, I'm really impatient with Siri. You should hear the words that come out of my mouth, right? Because I have an expectation that it'll work and she serves me. I pay for this service, right? She so with serves the me. Person, I don't have that expectation of another person, right? Like there's a little bit more of a relationship going <laughs> yeah. on. But so when it comes to patients, if you are noticing an imbalance of where you are impatient in your life or where you have patients, check in before you before telling yourself, I need to cultivate patience, check in and see if your needs aren't getting met. I think that's an important thing that like, perhaps the boundaries, someone's crossed a line or vice versa. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I also wanted to bring up, there are times for w- where patience does not belong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't belong in oppression. It doesn't belong in systemic racism. It doesn't belong in a lot of things that we are facing today. Yeah, so patience those is things... a politeness. It's a state of being that gives you <laughs> ease in your day. Right. Like, right. And right. there's nothing about any of those things you just mentioned that makes me feel any ease. And I'm right. in the privileged class of those areas that you exactly. Brought up. So yeah. we do want to make that clear that what we're talking about is just within yourself and the life that you're, you're leading and not, you know, the, yeah. Patriarchy. So anyways, on, a, on another side of it though. So going back to that whole patience, isn't waiting, mm-hmm. you can be too patient. And I have mm-hmm. been in some areas of my life. Um, and it, it recently came to me. So there is this book that I saw on social media a year or two ago, it's decades old, but it had really interesting things. And I saw it on social media and I wanted to get it, but guess what? 300,000 other people liked that video and four times that saw that video. And so all the used copies were like $300 or just completely unavailable. A lot of, you know, there was no supply and a high demand and it wasn't in the library because it's completely out of print, really old. Everyone's probably wondering why is this book blowing up? You know, and it's because this one in person who became an influencer found it at, at, at a store and talked about it. Right. And so I just kind of kept it in the back of my head. 
until recently when either you or my sister shared some books and we decided we're going to start a little witchy book club and I went to order them. And when I, I hadn't been into that site in over a year. And when I logged in to see if they had those books, it was like, Hey, this one that you liked is now available and it's $9, right? Cause supply went down or demand went down and they still had the supply. And so I bought it and then it actually took the longest of all of them to come to me. And then it finally came on like a Friday afternoon and I made a huge to do like my Saturday morning, I made a a fancy tea and I had like this whole thing and I open it up and I look at the other books by this author. I didn't even look at the author's name when it first came out or when I first heard of it. And I realized that the author of this book, I have had their book sitting next to me on my to be read pile for just as long as I have wanted the book that I ordered. Same (laughs) author, same author, a lot of the similar, same concepts. I mean, they were published in the, they were two different topics in the, in the same realm, but here I was patiently waiting, patiently waiting for that book to come back to me. And it did. And I feel like it did because the universe is like, she's too dumb (laughs) to look at the resources we have given her in her life that I didn't even realize I had a lot of the information that I read in there and it was good and and all that. And it is a bit more specific in areas, but I could have started, I could have started while I waited for the more specific pieces. This is such a beautiful analogy. And yes, it was a um, specific tangible thing that you could have started, but you can use that analogy in your life. So while you're patiently waiting for this thing, you could start this other thing that has to do with that. So, you know, I I mean, I love that story so much. Oh, I gave you, I think I gave you a voice memo in the moment. Like I couldn't even, (laughs) I was so, I was so like up here, just like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even type. I couldn't formulate. I just had to like spew it out and just like, oh, damn it, Tracy. Like, (laughs) so no. And again, I didn't show myself. I mean, it was funny, but, um, I I was a little impatient with myself there. (laughs) I think what I would have to say to myself is, oh, okay. The universe made me see this other book. Um, you know, the one that had gone up to $300 and then, I was patiently waiting for that. And the universe was like, all right, let's just get it to her for nine bucks. And then she'll finally see that book that's on her nightstand. Uh Yeah. Fun fact after that, haven't read either of them. (laughs) I mean, it's only been a week, but (laughs) I'm just a little like, (laughs) oh, thanks universe. But man, that, that, that one hurt that one. (laughs) Oh, so So, can you grow patience then? Can You know, I feel like there are certain tricks that you can do. You know, we said the one thing that like, we're all just bunnies doing our best. And if you think about yourself as a little bunny and just how vulnerable you are, you have no, you have no opposable thumbs. No, you can't even carry your young in your mouth. Life is hard. So give yourself grace. (laughs) Also, I would say, slow those thoughts down. If you can like do what you need to do to just slow the loop. Stop the loop, slow the thoughts, take a breath, and maybe ask yourself some key questions like, why does this matter to me that it's not here yet? What is happening with this? Do another interview, create. Okay, so we talked about the stay interview. This will be the, the, the patience interview. <laughs> I was going to come up with a better word. Maybe I'll think about it. 
why are you hurrying it? Right. What do you fear? Mm. Those things that that was talked about in the universe quote. Um, again, give yourself an interview, like come up just. And I think that can slow you down. If you give yourself an interview, like, why am I feeling this right now? Will I be disappointed if it doesn't happen? What is something I could do in the meantime to make me feel better? It's okay to do things to make or, you feel better. And God, this is when I grapple with, do I need to accept it's just not going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Do I need to accept? And maybe you could say, what's the worst that could happen if it doesn't happen? And then what's you get the that on that paper. could happen if something else happened? Yes. I love that. And then I said this earlier, is this your impatience or is it someone else's? Is someone else impatient with where you are right now or with what you're doing? Mm. So I think that those are just little things to start with. And of course, you know, our favorite meditate, <laughs> take walks in nature. You know what? We haven't talked about this for a while, but something I got mm. out of at the start of this year, but I'm trying to get back into yeah. is that whole affirmations where you oh, ask yeah, yeah. yourself questions before bed and then you're like, mm. goodbye brain, figure it out. Why am I so patient with myself? Why do I embody patience with myself and others? Or how about even, oh, one thing we didn't even get to, we don't have a ton of time, but why are other people impatient with me? Where are other people impatient with me? Why do I think people are right? Like one of my sisters recently, um, I, I was really late to a coffee and I had set the time and I had come up with the idea and I just, I, I left a little bit later and then hit traffic, all those things. Right. And so I was at most 10 minutes late, which is oh, not okay. that late. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and I just, I kept, I was apologizing via text and giving ETAs and sharing my maps destination. Right. So it wasn't like I was saying I, I was 10 minutes away when really I hadn't left the house yet. Right. Like I was <laughs> genuinely, this just was minutes were compounding. And when I sat down, my sister's like, really, Tracy, it's okay. I'm not as judgmental about it as you are. And I said, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not judgmental about people who are late. I'm impatient with people who waste my time, right? Like that just feels disrespect. I don't, I don't. But I, she didn't see the difference. She didn't see it that way. And then that's also explained so much to me about, about why she was okay with being late all the time. She just thinks everyone's being judgmental with her. And so <laughs> that actually, that's allowed me to be a little bit more patient. Oh, I love it. This beautiful little circle, little the loop, circle like, of patience. And so, I mean, that is something with her that that's one person that has exhausted the patience that I have is just around being timely. And in the past few years of adulthood and like becoming closer as friends and just having more discussions like this and whatnot and being more open, I'm understanding her thought process and where she comes from and how she approaches time and doing yes. things and all this stuff. And so I, I, I view it a little bit differently and I'm able to give her a little bit more grace or I'm able to prepare myself better. Right. Like, and, and a lot of people in my family, we just, it's her thing, right? We just anticipate it's going to yeah. happen. We've yeah. modified our patience with her, but it made me wonder like, Oh, this whole time she's had so much patience with me being judgmental with her. Like, <laughs> what? Like, thanks for all your grace. Like, or, or you just clearly don't care what I think because your behavior hasn't changed. So the judgment isn't working if it's there. But I'm just wondering, like, 
where do people have to be patient with me? There are a few areas that I'm pretty open with and I know about, and, and I talk about my time blindness or I know my excitement to like share that I, I know what you're talking about, or I can empathize, or I understand what you're saying. It comes off as interrupting or being a more anecdotal <laughs> storyteller type talker as people with ADHD or people with autism tend to be, can make it seem like to some people, like you're taking their story and making it yours. Right. Whereas, you know, so it's like these little things where if you look at patients that way, you can kind of see how you're reflected in other people and where you maybe can change or maybe where you just need to embrace yourself and give yourself love and being like, Oh, it's just how I communicate. Right. Or like my sister be like, this is who I am. You're just a judgmental bunny. You're just judgmental. And I'm okay with it. (laughs) I don't know. This is a good chat. (laughs) I think that that's great points, really great points. And I hope that people are reflective to themselves of themselves about themselves, about the people around them. And I think that everyone will end up healthier that way. So if this episode spoke to your little bunny soul, share it with a bunny friend. Sorry. (laughs) If you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.